Blog Talk Radio. God bless you. The songwriter says, hallelujah. We have just heard from Arthur Hanlon. Again, that's Arthur Hanlon. God bless you as you sit back and relax now. And let us enjoy the songs of Zion, the songs of praise and worship. And thank you so much for tuning in to our regular broadcast. You can hear us on the same radio station Monday through Fridays from 7 o'clock p.m. to 8 o'clock p.m., and again on Sundays from 8.30 a.m. until 10 o'clock. Again, you listen to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. Our P.O. Box is 9786, that's Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. Again, that's P.O. Box 9786. Baltimore, Maryland, 21284. If you would like to call us for prayer, our phone number is 410-661-4103. Again, that's 410-661-4103. Remember now, the songs that you hear belongs to the artists. They own rights to their music, and we are here to glorify God and play those tunes and encourage you to get those CDs. Again, we want you to sit back, abase yourself, and enjoy. Let us listen to a Thai tribute, and welcome to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. Amen. Never let your feet go. Woo! Never let your feet go. 
If someone won't do it, God will have somebody else who will. If one person won't do a thing, the God will open up a door and have somebody else who will do it. And I thank God for that because I saw through the years that even with a car loan, you know, like I wanted to get a particular car, and some people would say no, but then she said, keep going, keep trying, and I would go to another dealership, and they were glad to see me come in the door. So you just have to have that attitude that God can do anything but fail. You know, when man says no, when man try to close the door, when man try to cause setbacks, it is a setup for your blessing. The more that you get persecuted, the more that the Lord will just show up miraculously and just show you that he loves you, that out of nowhere that he will make those things turn in your favor. I remember she, you know, we were used to talk, and she would say, you know what? She said, well, if you lose a job, you can get another job. There's always a job out there, and they're always looking for people. And she would tell me, she said, that's all right. If he tell you no, then you go over this direction. This one said no, you keep going. She said, there is somebody that God is going to use to be a blessing and open the door for you. She didn't care if it was uh, for a loan for a car, if it was insurance for a house, it was for a new job. She didn't care what the situation was. And I used to laugh, and she said, you know, he's been with you. And even sometimes if it's something where it's simple as that you needed to see a breakthrough, that monies wasn't coming in for bills, and she said, watch what my God will do. And when you look up, a check will come or somebody would bless you with an offering. It would be something miraculous. She had that kind of faith. And she always would say to me that we are going to make it. So that was so beautiful that the song that Ty Tribute sang, it brings back some good memories. And God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. You know, there is uh, a saying in the Bible that God loves us so, according to John 3.16, that he loves us, created us in this world, and he sent us some hope. He sent his son, Jesus, the only one that will die for us. And through that, that birth of having an opportunity to live and through that death, that all things are possible through him and through the resurrection that he holds all power, that truly that was the love, that was his evidence, that was his proof that we are his beloved. Yes, you are. You are God's beloved. You know, sometimes when you look at situations and it may or may not be in your, your best interest, you know that say to yourself, that I'm wonderfully made in God, that God loves me in spite of myself, in spite of other people, and in spite of the situation. Truly, God has taken us from a mighty long ways. I'm sure you can remember the times in your life that you asked God to come in and perform the miraculous. You asked God to come in to show up and show out and to give intervention because there is a love, an exceedingly love, that God loves us. Let us listen to right now Kirk Franklin and God bless you, that he also confirmed the love of God. Amen. Brother 
of that resurrection. As Christians, we have a right to be victorious. We have a right to have breakthrough, and we have the right to call on God and his angels as we need them for intercession. You know, God did not promise us that it's going to be sunshine always and that we're going to always walk around smiling and have this um, positive outlook, but he wants us to stay encouraged because his love is more than enough. His love is enough to the point that we know that somehow, some way that God is going to work it out. If God can't do it, it cannot be done. You know, it is said sometimes, like I said, you try to deal with a situation and give it your best, but people have a tendency. It's very sad, and you can read it all through the Bible and look what happened to Jesus. There are those that will not practice the love, will not practice the exhortation and betterment of each other in love as a good Samaritan, that people will pull the rug from under you, that circumstances will try to set you back and to cause a doubt in your spirit. But you just got to know, you know, like my godmother said, you know, if you lose one job, God's going to give you another. And she said it's going to be better than the last one. And I can testify truly that each situation of my life took me to another door, to another door, that I needed what I had from the past in order to deal with my future and to expect my destiny. So you just have to hold that head up to know that God's grace is sufficient for you. I'll say it again, that God's grace is sufficient for you. I was speaking to my Godfather, and he said to me, you know, he said that you just have to keep your eyes on the prize. You have to just trust God regardless what it looked like, regardless what it seemed like, regardless what even the doctors say that it is. Just trust God, even in your suffering and your pain, because there is a turnaround, there is a breakthrough, and there is the salvation of God, that he loves you. And he said that by his stripes you are healed, and he said my grace, not man's grace, not the boss's grace, not friend's grace, not enemy's grace, not a job grace, uh, nothing can stop the grace that God has for you through his power. You know why? Because God is enough for us, and his glory is more than sufficient. Let us listen to Anthony Brown as we just try to unite and come together. God said we're two or three together. He's in the midst. And we know that God is in the midst of us to give us hope to and give us encouragement. As I always say, whenever you open your mouth, if you can't say nothing nice out of it, then don't say nothing at all. If you cannot exalt, edify, and encourage someone else and lift them up, then shut your mouth. Don't say anything at all. You don't want judgment or noose around your neck. You want to be able to say I gave it the best that I could. You know, shake the dust off your feet. Uh, forget about those things that's behind you. Press towards the mark of the higher calling and stay focused and put your eyes on him because truly our God is enough. Amen.
songwriter says that we have enough when we rely on God, that we just have to believe in him. You know, God don't make no junk. You know, whatever he makes, he said it is good. He made man in his image, and he made woman. And that through that death, burial, and resurrection, that he wanted to show us that we are special over 2,000 years later, that look how we have progressed as a people, that look how we are moving forward. You know, we've been through a lot of things from even a race of people uh, from bondage, uh, for separation to devastation, uh, even to relocation, that he fixed it, that each stepping stone, that each mile in our life, that it was enough that God could use that step to take us higher, you don't let no one tear you down in your faith to know that. You know what? As my godmother said to me, she said, that door shut. That's okay. Another one is opening. Somebody says, no, God is going to say yes. It looked like a setback, but it's a setup for your blessing. She said, it's not going to always be rosy. She said, but you wipe your eyes, put a smile on your face, and show God that you trust him and just cry out to him and leave it at the foot of the cross. You know why? Because our God is enough. What he put inside of you, beloved, what he put inside of you, don't you know that you have his DNA, that you have his power, that you are made in his image, that you can call upon the angels, that the Holy Spirit will move on your behalf, that he sent him as a comforter, that is God grace is sufficient, that is God grace that made it all possible, that we're not defeated. And once you can just see the glory of God, and once you can just see the power of God, to know that it's going to be okay. You know, I, I look over my life, and I thank God that through this journey, 
that I learned to depend on him, rely on him, and trust him. You know, if if God can't do it, it can't be done. I pray my way all the step of the way. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, it's one of the darkest hours. And I'm very lazy. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, I can't seem to do it. And I remember the scripture says, the prayer of the righteous prevaileth much. So I reach out and call that God father or God mother who has walked longer than me in the ministry, who have a better uh, direct connection, to have history, experiences, to know that their God is able. And together we touch and agree with that prayer and the breakthrough come through. You know, it's very sad. You know, you put all your heart, you put all your efforts, and you give your best. But sometimes your best is not good enough for people. But you look at Jesus. His best wasn't good enough. No matter how much he tried to show love and forgiveness to teach people to do right and to treat each other the way they want to be treated, no matter how he went about things and to show that this is the type of relationship that you could have with God. And even when you look at Romans ten nine through 10, and he talked about that Jesus is Lord. A lot of people didn't even want to believe that, that he's Lord. Some people like to waddle in their own mud, that they like to be grumpled and stay in their own misery. And I used to hear that misery loves company. But when you're going to be positive and when you're going to say, I'm going to trust God, and when you pray, it's amazing how God can put all those pieces together and that he's a right-on-time God. You know why? Because God's grace is sufficient. That's why I like playing the songs of Zion. I love listening to people like Dr. Charles Jenkins, Leandria Johnson. I love listening to the different uh, praises of the artists just to hear that how God has blessed them in a fellowship of praise and all the different choirs, the Mississippi Mass Choir, the Chicago Mass Choir. It's so many beautiful fellowships of worship. So when you're going through, beloved, just pray to God. When you feel that heavy load, just call God and trust him and say, God, I need you to take this right now. I can't do it no more. And when it look at, it looks darkest, you just say, God, you said that you are my life and my strength and my salvation and that the joy of the Lord refused to say, I'm not going to be sad, I'm not going to be depressed, I'm not going to cry, that I am going to trust God even in that sorrow of what I'm feeling right now because it says that God's grace is sufficient for thee. Let us sit back and enjoy our Reverend Charles Jenkins and Leandria Johnson. God bless you. Again, you're listening to that Fivefold Ministry broadcast. Amen.
had allowed for them in their life. But there comes a point in everybody's life that enough is enough. God looked at the children of Israel and said, look, you've been beat over the head long enough. You've been a slave to other masters long enough. You have been put down long enough. You have been ridiculed long enough. You have been mistreated long enough. You have been talked about long enough. You have been undermined by others long enough. You have not been respected and uplifted as you should as a human being, that now it is time, it is long enough that you have suffered because you tried to hold your head up, be a human being, and even work with the sweat of your brow that God said enough is enough. I thank God for that because when I look over my life, I kind of laugh now. I was like, oh, my God, I had about 40 jobs. I go from pillar to post. But I knew that each one, okay, this door closed, I'm going to go to this one. This is a setback, I'm going to go to this one. Sometimes the money was down, sometimes the money was up, and sometimes that money was good. But I realized that what did it cost me? Did it cost me my sleep? Did it cost me my peace of mind? Did it cost the smile on my face? Did it cost me the heaviness in my heart or even my nerves? And when I thought about it all, I said, God, I'm going to do what my mother taught me. I'm going to make one step. Will you make two steps and open up that door so that I could go to school, open up that door so I could get finances, open up that door so that I can have a chance to have a better opportunity for myself. You know, my my kids always said to me, especially when they was going to school, Mommy, you want us to go to college, but how are we going to pay for it? Even though we can have grants and loans, but we got to pay it back. I'm going to show you how silly I was. I just believe it, that God was going to fix it, even if he could reduce that student loan or that bill, that God was going to intervene. I said, I don't know how. I don't know the way. And I would talk to God privately. I said, God, I have kids. I have three children. I'm trying to encourage all of them to go to college, and they don't know where that money is going to come from. I said, God, I'm just asking you if you could fix it, that we could have that financial aid. Fix it, God, that those bills will be paid. And if you look here in this United States, they're even talking about to eliminate the student loan or to reduce it by a percentage. I was just silly enough to believe that all through those years that I was telling my kids, I said, watch God send a turnaround. I said, I just believe that he's going to do it, and I still believe that he's going to fix it because when you try to better yourself, God is in it. When you try to find ways of the doors to open for you so that you can better yourself, God is in it. He is not, and that's what I love about my God I remember when I went to a seminary school, uh, Dr. Uh, Apostle Eddie Montgomery used to always say, yes, you can. Yes, you can get another job. Yes, you can go to school. Yes, you can be a president of a company. Yes, you can be an executive. Yes, you can be a mayor. Yes, you can be a, a politician. Yes, you can be a governor. Yes, you can have a home. Yes, you can get a car loan. Yes, you can go to school. Every Saturday, we would go to this uh, school 
And soon as we got in the door at 7 o'clock a.m. to about 8.30 a.m., all we kept saying is, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Do you believe it? Yes, I can. Can you achieve greatness? Yes, I can. Can you go to the next level? Yes, I can. Uh, Look like you're not going to make it, but can you make it? Yes. I can't. That's all we heard, and we lived on that model. I think robotically <laughs> that we had been conditioned just to believe that we could walk through a brick wall without being hurt and say, yes, I can survive the pain of a brick wall falling on me, that this is the, the uh, pruning, that this is the tenacity, that this is the strength, that this is the breakthrough that you would need. Hey, hallelujah, to go to that next level. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You're not defeated. Yes, you can. When my mother and father died, everybody looked at me, oh, woe is her. What's she going to do? She don't have no parents or no family. She just out here. And I got an apartment and was because I stayed with my parents I was 30, I didn't know anything about grocery shopping or cooking or paying bills or doing anything. My parents did it for me. <laughs> so when I got my own apartment, I remember my, my mom and my dad. My dad said, whatever you do, he said, you make sure you pay that rent because you need a roof over your head. He said, I said, okay, you make sure you pay that gas and electric bill because you do need some lights in the house. And he said, and you make sure uh, whatever you do, he said that you pay that essential bill. Like even if you have a telephone, you pay that in case there's an emergency for help. And my mom taught me the opposite. She was like, okay, well, you got the roof over your head. Uh, you know, pay for the telephone. You have lights. She said, but I'm going to tell you on this way. If something happened where you can't pay the lights, she said, let me tell you something. She said that God put the sun up in the sky, that your apartment going to light up at some point. It's going to be light. Uh, in that apartment, even if uh, your electricity cut off, you take, don't worry about it. God going to fix it. At night when it's dark, put them blinds up, open them curtains. She said that moon is going to glow in that house and that you're going to be able to even see in the dark. Ooh, hallelujah. And then she said, don't even worry about food. She said, you could always make a meal, even if you just uh, get one or two dollars, go get you some neck bone and just boil it with water. And you can uh, make you a soup and get you uh, 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 some. She loved those pinto beans and navy beans and uh, all those other type beans. And you wash them beans and throw it in them neck bones. You know, spent $3, and you got you uh, neck bones uh, with some bean soup. And she said you could either go and get you a dollar little onion, crushed onions, or go buy an onion for 39 cents. And you can eat that for a couple of days. There is a way of getting around it. I never forgot that. <laughs> and I went to the dollar store, and it was amazing. People was like, I said, why do I have to prove to you that I can buy certain things? I was uh, taught to be smart with my money. So it was it was easy for me. I love going to the dollar store and, and uh, get the four rolls of toilet paper for a dollar. Uh, get the paper towels, get a great big old case of napkins, $4, you know, be able to, to uh, get a soda spare instead of spend $3 for a liter soda. I could spend a dollar. I was the dollar queen. I was like, oh, my God, I like coming in here. They, in the store I went to, 
I would never go to my area. I would go to areas like I live in Baltimore, Maryland, so it's Towson or White Marsh or it's places like that in the Upshalon. So, you know, you could go in there. I've never been to a dollar store that I saw shish kebab. I saw uh, Purdue chicken. I would see uh, different types of meat and chip steak that they will go to certain stores, especially in a rich neighborhood, that they will give them quality stuff at real cheap prices. It depends on your area. So I was smart enough to go, hmm, let me go to White Marsh. Let me go to Rossville. Uh, let me go to Towson. And truly, I was amazed at the things that I got and that from the silverware to the dishes to the glasses uh, to the laundry detergent, everything that I needed, and I had money in my pocket. So I thank God for that, that when I was taught how to be wise as a steward, that my mother used to say, see, God even put it in people's heart that there are places that you can get some quality products for cheap prices, that you can go get clothes and, and things that is reasonable and fashionable and that you have a chance to live a quality life, just trust God. And I made it. And I thank God that, you know, when everybody else was looking, and I love, you know, like to walk. I said I was fat anyhow. So walking up and down the road, you know, I, I could walk from Baltimore City all the way downtown to the harbor and enjoy the sight and the grass and lose weight and tone that body up. So it was such an experience. When I look over my life, I thank God for my mom and dad who taught me, you know, you don't have to hold your head up real proud. You don't have to let people know all your business, and you don't have nothing to prove to nobody but yourself. Yes, self, you're a survivor. Yes, self, I love you. Yes, self, we're going to eat. Yes, self, we're going to take that bath. Yes, self, we're going to comb our hair. Yes, self, we're going to be positive in the midst of the storm. And I thank God. I would step out there, and, and I'm telling you, I had learned how to do my hair. My hair would be uh, shiny all the way down to my shoes. They would be greased up, and my clothes would be neat and clean. And I thank God. And I'd be walking so proud that door after door that God has took me on my journey. And, yes, God can do anything but fail. As I said, you just have to say, yes, God can, and yes, you can. Whatever you do, know that it is not over. It is just the beginning. All those experiences that you have, you can not only teach your children, you can encourage your friends, but you can look over your life and learn and say, what can I do next time to keep it moving? So remember now, like Marvin Sepp says, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You are a survivor one way or another. That God going to make it happen for you. No watery eyes, no downtroddenness, no woe is me. God got you, beloved. And this is the radio station. If we can't do nothing else, we're going to pray you through. We're going to believe you through. And we're going to trust God to take you through. Good God Almighty, Lord, have mercy. So, yes, I want to encourage you as you listen to us Monday through Fridays and the weekend. That I always say, if God can't do it, it just can't be done. Trust God. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust man. But trust God and say, yes, you can, by the grace 
and mercy of God. Amen. Amen. be last. 
you know, I thank God for that, that, that tenacity, that backbone. You need that to have that yes, you can attitude that regardless what man say and regardless what they try to do, that God can make all things possible. You know, that yesterday is gone. You here in the present and there is uh, tomorrow. You know, I feel all right, and I want to continue to praise God and for you to worship God always. And let us listen to Mary Mary, okay? God bless you. Amen.
Yes, when you look back over your yesterday, you got to believe that there are better tomorrow. You know, I just want to give a little final uh, testimony before we kind of close out. I feel led to keep going, so I'm going to keep going. And I thank uh, Archbishop for the opportunity to be on this broadcast that I can do that. That I remember when I was on a particular job, everybody would kind of tease because I didn't have the same educational level or go to school or go to trade school or were able. I was old country girl. You know, my family was from the Deep South, so it was a lot of things I did backwards and awkward to them. And they would laugh or tease, but, you know, I would hold my head up. And I thank God that he blinded me to my own ignorance to things that I didn't do because I didn't have the same knowledge or was on the same common sense level as others. But what God did was he taught me along the way quietly. And, you know, I remember one time that as I moved from one job to another job and or I got laid off or got fired or I just kept pushing and I would always connect and try to make friendship with people so when I called them that a door opportunity will open up. And one of the things, the door opened up for me to work at Morgan State University, and I was so happy that here I could finally uh, work and be a secretary and to sit at a desk and to really use some of the skills that I taught myself how to type because I couldn't afford to go to secretarial school or the trade school. You know, the students would laugh at me and say, she didn't go to college and she's not a college graduate and her parents didn't go to school. And they really thought I was a joke. And I was sitting there, and I just couldn't understand. We were the same age. They were in school. They was privileged through grants, or their father or mother helped them to get those scholarships. I didn't know even how to fill out an application to go to school. I worked at Morgan, but I didn't know how to go to Morgan State. And I was sitting there, and they would just laugh and make a mockery of me. And I guess I was the clown to everyone. They wanted to run in and see this new girl that was their age, a secretary. And one of the students said to me she had dealt with the struggle. She was a single mother with kids, and she was determined to go back to school and get a better job and bless herself. And she said to me, she said, Margie, she said, you know what, they jealous. I said, why are they jealous of me? they at college. The parents are helping to pay the bill. I mean, they got it made. I have to work every day. I put a roof over my head and clothes on my back. She said they jealous because... You are where they're trying to be. I said, huh? She said they have to go to school, take exams, graduate, look for a job, and would love to work at a, a college or university and definitely be a secretary to a director. She said, look at yourself. You're sitting right here. You're the office secretary. You're at a prestigious black university, and it is a college where you can go to. I still couldn't understand it. She said, I'm going to help you fill out your application to Morgan. So it's ironic. I got a job at Morgan State, and I was able to go to school at Morgan State. And the students helped me because I was so backward in country, I didn't know how to fill out my application. I really didn't even know what it was. Left off a Pell Grant or financial aid. And I'm telling you, my best experiences I had, I had the sororities. I had the Deltas. I had the AKA, I had the Sigmas, I had so many female uh, sororities would come in, 
and they would lend a hand, and then I was in charge of work study, which made me a supervisor. So I would let them work in the office so they could study, and I didn't put no pressure on them. And And in turn, they would help me do my work. They would explain to me um, accounting, which they learn in school, bookkeeping they learn in school. I was the office manager to an office team of excellent people, especially sororities. And they they kept me afloat. They explained the basics to me. And they would say, come on, we're going to uh, Black History Month, or come on, we're going to Founders Day, or come on, we're going to go do this. And when I could not go to college and to school myself, that they said, don't worry about it, that I'll go sit in your class and take notes for you. Or they would say, um, this is your lunch hour. You go ahead to school, and I'll watch the office. And it took me 10 years to graduate out of a four-year college, but I made it through the help of students, sororities, really, and through those who passed by my door that they understood the struggle and they were saying that we were the same age and people were laughing and I didn't know why she said, because you where they want to be, they have to graduate from college to take a test, to get a job that you already have. And you've never been to college. She said, sometimes she said, people are going to look down on you, think they hurt you or laughed at you. But guess what? that all they're doing is making it better for God to bless you. So I want to say to you again, your setback is a setup for your blessing. People could laugh when you leave out of a marriage, when you leave away from family, when you leave away from a job, when you leave away from a loved one, even through death, separation, and loss. That is the time for God will show up and show out and bless you, and that things will just just open up miraculously. So I want to encourage you. And when I sit back, I say, yeah, it took me 10 years to finish a full-year college, but guess what? I finished. And from there, I've been going ever since. So I want to say to you, yes, you can. Don't you ever believe that you cannot make it with the grace, the mercy, and glory of God. As I say, I feel a little um, led to keep it going, and I'm able to do that. So I think I'm going to just continue with encouragement and testimony. And I may play some of this again tomorrow night, but let us just keep on worshiping God with Mr. Kerry Douglas. And guess what? Your God can do anything but fail. Amen, amen. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
peace that he brought me to. Stormy days and my rainy days. You don't know all the tears I've cried. Things I've kept bottled up inside Trying my best to be strong Waiting on God and holding on nice when you listen to Mr. Kerry Douglas he said that when he looked over his life it was a testimony to encourage others through that struggle and through that storm you know like I said with my experiences working at a historical black college with people my age that I really just admired that they could go to school but they laughed at me because I couldn't go and I didn't dress a certain way but until it was a single mom who was struggling, who wanted to work and have work study 
so she could work as well as go to school and take care of her family. She enlightened me and said, you know, it's something that you have that they're laughing at. She said, because they're jealous. I said, why are they jealous? She said, because you're working at a place that they want to work, but they got to go to college to do it. And when I looked back over and I thought about it, I said, that's right. I never went to secretarial school. I never uh, took any clerical classes. I taught myself how to type. And I said I wasn't able to even take up any business courses, but I worked for a director, and I stayed there for 12 years, one of the best experiences of my life. So once I got my four-year degree and working there 10 years, the last two years uh, was a preparation for me to really do a, a, what we call the practicum when you practice going in your trade, which was social work. I thank God for that because that social work showed me that there are plenty of displaced individuals, youth, teenagers, homeless people, uh, older women, senior citizens, foster care, that there are a lot of displaced individuals, and they have to be encouraged and strong. People need to give them information, you know, to say, look, you can take this class here, you could take this course here. Or you can learn this, this trade, and you may not have the money. There are some places that will pay you to go. So it really was a blessing that through my journeys and, and just going from one job to another, I tell you I had about 40 jobs, and this was just in the beginning. <laughs> I wasn't even uh, near 40. I was in my 20s, you know, or well, 30 rather, and that it was almost a job a year. But God fixed it that I was able to share information to those uh, who had been hurt. I shared information that those who had lost family, lost a job, lost a home, lost a car, to just encourage them, you know, that another day is coming, another chance, another opportunity. Like my godmother told me, somebody is going to give you money uh, to help you to get another car. Somebody is going to give you that loan. So that you can, there are some places now you don't even need credit, bad credit, no credit at all. <laughs> and they're willing to sell you a car and sell your life away. And that you could uh, get a room and go from there. So I thank God for that experience, that it made me a survivor. You know, when I used to work with the gang boys, I said, I don't have nobody to help me do nothing, not even in ministry. I'm all by myself. And they would walk up to me and said, um, you got yourself. That's all you need. I said, huh, you be a survivor. You be a rider. I said, what's a rider? A rider is a strong survivor. They can ride any storm. You just got to have faith in yourself that God put inside of you, that you are somebody special. You got the strength, the tenacity. And it says it's like a fight. When you're fighting, you might get beat up, but you're right in there throwing punches. Good God, I might, whoo, I feel all right. <laughs> so I just want to say that it truly helped me that I understood when I look at people that was homeless. When I, I looked at them, they were running away from a situation. Or when I look at them, they were in shelters. You know, even when I worked at I worked at the house of roof or places for domestic violence, I was able to encourage those mothers. I said, look at me, I'm out here by myself. I have no sister, brother. I have no family. All I got is myself and my faith and my God and my mama, Little Red Testament. <laughs> yeah. 
And I used to tell them, you know, keep it moving. You know, if it don't work in one city, go to another. You know, just just believe and trust, but make the right choices. Don't compromise and don't settle. You know, I, I hate to say it, if I step on your toes, say, ouch, you ain't already always got to turn a trick to get a trick. You can uh, get blessings from God and that you can get the financial security of what God has for you, that you don't have to work in certain places or certain situations that could be for your uh, downfall. It could be a, a problem for your well-being, and there's choices that could put you in a worse situation. You just got to choose wisely. So all you want at this point in your life is for God to release those blessings. I speak over you tonight for all those of you who have tuned in that I usually like to pray the preach word on Sunday. And for those who went to church and missed it, I usually uh, play it again on Monday so that you can get uh, the message in case you had a service that day. But on Tuesday, I like to come fresh. Wednesday, we have Victory Temple, um, and we also have Apostle Alexander Lockamy on Thursday. And on Friday, I always like to say I like to have my concert, have them led by God. And Sunday, we have that preach word. So do listen through, to us Monday through Fridays uh, from 7 to 8. I felt led to stretch it over tonight, so I'm going to go with it. And also um, listen to us on Sunday from 8.30 to 10. Let's just ask God all together. Let's be on one accord right now. We're going to pull and tug at the hem of his garment. He said where two or three are gathered, he's in the midst. God, we are invoking you. We are petitioning you. We are reaching for you. We are pulling at you. We are asking you to come in to engulf us, to cover us to shadow us, to overtake us. Hey, hallelujah, with your Holy Spirit. God, we need a breakthrough. We need a turnaround. And we need to know that we know that we know that our God is able. God, send a release to those who's in a bondage situation. Give them rest in the middle of the storm. Give them rest. Hey, where they're tired, where they're being persecuted, where they're being overwhelmed, where they're being downtrodden. Release them and let them know, I should have played that song, that better days are coming. So, God, I'm asking you to touch all the radio listeners, all of those around the world, through every nation, through every Internet, through every TV, through every radio channel, to everyone that can hear the sound of my voice, I'm asking for a miracle, for a breakthrough, for an enlightenment and enrichment, hey, of the God that we serve. We bind up the hand of that adversary for any hindrance from jobs, from going to school, for financial security, for favor, for promotion, for advancement, for doors that will be opened, that windows that will be raised, that we ask them for relief now. In the midst of the storm, I decree and declare, you said, God, that I'm apostle prophet. That means as an apostle that I can decree a thing. I decree and declare that the people who are listening to this broadcast are going to be blessed, that in seven days that I declared and decreed it will be a turnaround and there will be an uproot of anything that's a hindrance. Hey, 
the whole of my I speak it now into existence as a prophet of God. I decree it, God. I prophesy to the wind. I prophesy to the angels. I prophesy to uh, your Holy Spirit that they will come and sup with us, that they will intervene with us, that they will help us and overshadow us, that I speak, God, to the northwest, south, and east winds, that they will come in and cover for those who are suffering, for those who have a setback, for those who've been set up, for those that seem like things are not going to turn around. We speak against any generational curses. We speak against any setbacks, any demons, any hindrance right now. Father, we plead the blood of Calvary. We plead the blood, Father, of the nails that's been in your hand and your feet and how you suffer on Calvary Cross for us and that the virtue went out. Father, heal us like the lady with the issue of blood. Father, let the virtue pour out from this airways through all nations of people. Let them feel that sign, that wonder, that miracle, God, that you can decree only by yourself and in your name, the name that's recognized above and recognized below. Father, we ask for release now in the power of the Holy Ghost and a turnaround for our betterment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've shown my seed, and I've given you glory. Say, I have declaratively praised you. So I wait, expecting my blessing right now. Applaud God in this room, everybody. Yeah. 
you down, when you reach out and say, God, give it to me, that I need a blessing right now. Yes, he will. I can give testimony to that, that there was a time that I sat in my mother's kitchen in the dark, and I whispered, I said, God, if you be God, show yourself. My mom said that you God. She read that little red testament. I need you to help me. And truly, God helped me, and he showed me, and he showed out the God that I serve. I'm so glad that I trusted God and that I learned about him through the power of prayer. I thank God uh, for the people that I met in my life, from the Godmothers uh, to the Godfathers and all of those, especially the sorority. I salute uh, the AKAs. I salute the Delta Sorority, uh, the Sigma Gamma Rho, all of those, even those fraternities. I salute you. Thank you for helping me uh, to understand basics of common sense so I could do things more effectively 
and graduate from a historical black college. I thank you for teaching me those things that was necessary. I thank God for all of those good leaders who encouraged me that God can do anything but fail. you got to trust him. The one thing I've learned, a setback is your setup for your blessing. And even through this, if you've listened to this radio broadcast over the last three years, we've gone into three and a half to four years now, but there have been so many people that have come on that have left, you know, for whatever reason, thank them for the opportunity. But I had to go through the storm even by myself, you know, and I thank God for those who gave me rest to uh, for eight months or those who stayed around for two years or those who stayed around for two weeks that truly it was a blessing to have you in my life because sometimes you need to pass the baton and you need to be able to go through the storm. I hope that this ministry has been a, a blessing to you that I just want to exhort, edify, and encourage. You're going to meet people going to tear you down, talk about you, laugh at you. Just as they laugh at me, they thought, you know, I say this to you, a lot of people sit back and think that they uh, have hurt you or they have succeeded to destroy you or they believe that they have won. But I thank God that he set me free so that I could have other opportunities, I could have other doors, I could go to school as well as grad school. I had a choice to choose, oh, hallelujah, and I wasn't bound uh, by obligations or bound uh, by denominations or bound by association, affiliation, whatever it was, I was set free. Hey, hallelujah, and I survived through the grace and the mercy of God. So we just got to ask the Lord to teach us and ask the Lord to show us the way because truly God is our treasure, that God is our lifeline, that God is our bloodline. He's not going to let you fall, regardless what it is. My mama said, you will eat. No, God told me one day I was worried about losing a job and how I was going to pay those bills as well as eat. And my Lord said to me, you will eat and be satisfied. I decree and declare to those that's listening, you will eat and be satisfied. God take care of the sparrow. He can take care of you. One door closed, another one going to open for your blessing. God can do anything but fail. Hey, hallelujah, I'm in agreement with your breakthrough. I'm in agreement for your new job. I'm in agreement for your healing. I'm in agreement what God got for you, the best, that you can do anything but fall, that I am in agreement and I stand here that God is in the gap, that his blood on Calvary is everything that you need. And that I believe it, and he said, where two or three are gathered, he's in the midst. So, God, we thank you for the broadcast this evening. We thank you, God, that you showed up and showed out. Hey, And we thank you for the refreshing. We thank you for the restoration. We thank you for the deliverance. We thank you for the healing, and we thank you for the breakthrough. God, I'm asking that you bless this radio station, bless the producer, bless Archbishop, and all of those under the sound of my voice, that you open up a way of heaven and you pour out your blessing. And, God, and give them a prophet's reward. Your word said if you bless a prophet, you get a prophet reward. They have been my blessing. So I'm asking you to exceedingly and abundantly release the cattle on a thousand hills. I decree it and declare by the power of the Holy Ghost what God has said to my life, 
that I'm able to do in him, and so are you, beloved. God bless you again. We should have a nice speaker tomorrow that's coming on, but please listen to us Monday through Fridays uh, from 7 to 8.30. I mean, 7 to 8. I'm not going to speak that into existence. From 7 to 8, as well as on Sunday mornings from 8.30 to 10. I felt led to go over a little bit uh, more today because God wanted me to tell you that he's able. It's not over yet. It's not over. When God is in it, it's never over. So God bless you again, and let's ask the Lord. So, Lord, teach me, show me, guide me. As Shirley Caesar would say, teach me, Master. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Until next time, amen. Master, teach me. Oh, teach me how to
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.